Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing Japanese small caps. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined today by Junki Okamoto, Deputy Portfolio Manager, and Sean Park, Investment Specialist. Welcome, Junki, Sean, and thanks for joining me. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having us. One of the many surprises we've had this year, I think, is safe to say, has been the performance of Japanese equities. Certainly from the point of view of a lot of investors in Europe and in the U.S., not a lot of attention have been paid to Japanese equities. I think we appreciate there had been a, a fairly long period uh, of relative underperformance, so certainly with, with episodes of quite strong outperformance, and that's been the case this year, particularly when uh, we see many other markets uh, struggling now as interest rates are rising and renewed fears of a growth slowdown, at least in the U.S., with U.S. Treasury yields up to 5%, which not so long ago seemed almost an, an impossible prospect, yet that's where we are today. So let's talk a bit about why we've had this rally in Japanese equities, particularly given that I think for most people it was relatively unexpected. So, Sean, can I turn to you first and get your take on what's really been going on in the market this year? The two points that I want to mention, the positive changes in the macroeconomic side and also some changes seen on the Japanese corporate side. Japan has been trapped into deflation over the past 20 years. And we think that the essential cause is that the Japanese companies and the Japanese consumers were lacking the idea of cost passing to the retail prices. Nowadays, more companies are willing to actually accept such a rise in the retail prices. And this same phenomenon is seen among the consumers. Recently, we have seen a very gradual acceptance by the smaller cap companies. If you look at the EPS growth between the large cap companies and the small cap companies, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic, small cap companies have been lagging. But after that, we have seen a positive outperformance among the small cap companies from the beginning of the quarter 2022. So the next question would be how sustainable the inflation will be going forward. And we believe that the key factor is the wage growth. In fact, we've seen a very positive wage growth of 3.8% this year, which is at the highest level in the past 30 years. This wage growth should stimulate domestic personal consumptions in Japan, which will lead to uh, the increase in corporate earnings. And then we could expect more wage growth for the next quarters. Thanks, Sean. You pointed out that clearly the change in the macroeconomic environment, essentially a, a return of inflation after two decades of, of deflation was critical. Uh, but then you importantly mentioned that there's been changes at the corporate level. So Junki, perhaps you can give us a bit more background on that. What have been some of the positive changes you've seen uh, on the part of Japanese corporates? So we believe that Japan is now going to transition from deflation to inflation. We believe that uh, this trend will continue. The first reason is ample cash in uh, Japanese companies. And second reason is uh, gaining momentum for wage hikes and capex. And final reason is profitability improvement. Japanese companies have improved their profit margins over the past 15 years. 
through corporate efforts such as cost cutting and development of high value added products, services, and so on. This means that Japanese firms have ample room to use their cash more than in other developed countries, for example, United States, Eurozone, and so on. So we believe that the key point to inflation taking hold is whether wage increases and capex will continue. But in this respect, we believe that Japanese companies have a lot of room uh, to do so. The main reason is a declining population and restructuring of supply chain. To get new workers, companies try to increase their wage levels and to use the uh, new machine, robot, and software uh, to improve operational efficiency. The second reason is the restructuring of supply chain. Particularly obvious example would be semiconductors. Plants are being built in Kumamoto, Hokkaido, and so on. Companies are aggressively investing. The final reason is profitability improvement. Specifically, uh, we can expect to see excess cash holdings going to investment. We believe that these seem to be a long-time topics in Japanese market. We've talked about what supported returns for Japanese equities so far this year, but of course, uh, what matters now is what happens next. We know the weakness of the yen has been a big positive contributor so far. What's your outlook on the yen now and its impact on Japanese small caps? Basically, the reason or the background behind this weaker yen at this moment is the yield spread between Japan and the other countries. Having said that, we don't expect further depreciation of Japanese yen from the current level. So, for example, if we see a drastic increase in the import prices, we may face the possibility uh, of having stagflation. In Japan, we are seeing that the economy is going out from the deflation. If you take an outlook on mid to long term basis, the government officials are at the phase of starting to think about the normalization of the monetary policies. So over the mid to long term, we think that the Japanese yen, JPY, is on the appreciation trend. Small cap companies are more biased to the domestic demand-oriented businesses. This appreciation in the Japanese yen will lead to the reduction of the import costs for such domestic demand-oriented companies, which should give a positive impact on their earnings. Just to conclude then, can you please summarize why you see Japanese small caps as attractive today? First point is stability. Japanese small caps has less volatility uh, in terms of global economic movements the second point is more than 90% of listed stocks are small and mid-cap stocks with a market cap of JPY $45 billion. And there is a high degree of diversity. Japanese small cap has many sectors such as banks, securities, raw materials, oils, and so on. So this means that compared to, for example, United States, equity, Japanese small cap has lower correlation with those asset classes. Third point is information asymmetry or a low coverage by side analysts. For example, the average number of sales side analysts covered for Japanese small caps is only one or two people. 
Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Junki. Uh, if I could summarize some of the key points that you shared with us. You pointed to two reasons for the, frankly, great performance we've had in Japanese equities this year. Number one, macroeconomics, fundamentally Japan having gone from a disinflationary environment over the last 20 years to an inflationary one now. And you were reasonably confident that that inflation will persist and that Japan won't turn back to a disinflationary world, uh, partly thanks to ongoing wage growth in the country. You also highlighted, though, that corporations have been doing a better job in increasing margins, driving profitability. Well, Junki, Sean, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. It was our pleasure. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. Just before we go, I'd like to mention that the Talking Heads podcast is available on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash bnppam slash playlist and tap or click on Talking Heads. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris. Shunki Okamoto and Sean Park. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.